0: What, a, what an intro welcome to going back 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 tom and i are here today we're talking nfl draft nfl draft coming up um coming up tonight we'll say coming up tonight this will be coming out tomorrow uh tomorrow morning for the draft um just want to dive in you know talk about the history of the draft and our thoughts on the current current of a state of affairs current set of prospects
1: yeah, we got a big trade before the draft the other day. We got Aaron Rodgers now going to the New York Jets. Boo. Yeah, I feel like that one has been discussed for a long time now. We knew it was coming. feel like it was only a matter of time before they figured out what fair compensation was for someone who more or less demanded a trade to the New York Jets and only said he would continue playing if he was on that team. Gave that Jets, I guess you could say management a list of players he wanted they went out and signed him so it really just seemed like it was a matter of time before aaron Rodgers was officially a new york jet yeah
0: you know i as a bills fan i hope dearly hope that he plays one year socks and mm. retires and then they gave up all that draft capital for nothing that would be pretty funny that would be great and very jets like so yeah, you know, it'll be interesting that definitely shook up the AFC East a bit. I mean, the AFC as a whole is so stacked when it comes to quarterback talent that I'm not honestly sure how much that moved the needle. I do think the Jets are building a good team down there for once. But I don't know. He's a 40-year-old Aaron Rodgers is not my ideal uh, thought starting quarterback personally.
1: Definitely better than Zach Wilson, but that's not saying much. That guy has not looked good since he came out of BYU. Yeah, well, it's always risky to select a quarterback like that second overall anyway out of college like that
0: yeah they thought mike white and joe flacco were a better option at different points through last year so that That says a lot says a lot yeah this isn't joe flacco of 2010 this is this is a whole different world
1: yeah he wasn't leading the baltimore ravens to a title like he like he did there he wasn't gonna do that with the jets no not at all the guy was a shell of himself so, so, I've always been to
0: you Jets. right. I've always been a big fan of the NFL draft, and I'm sure you have as well, Tom. I just think it, it's every year. It's like kind of to me the start of the new season. It's the it's the sort of new excitement, new hope. Especially as a lifelong Bills fan, for a lot of my life they sucked.
1: So you never yeah, you get to look forward to the draft. Yeah, get that
0: next big player. You always thought it was going to be like this big, exciting thing. And I can't. Uh, there's been a lot of picks I've been excited about over the years. You know, JP Losman and Lee Evans and. EJ Manuel. EJ I yeah, that was oh, God. Yeah. So basically just a lot of bad picks. There's been some good ones in there too, but I just think it's a really exciting time to um exciting time for football. Like Tom, who would you say was your favorite Eagles first rounder in your in your lifetime?
1: That's a good question. I'm putting you on the spot with that one. So I wasn't old enough to really say Donovan McNabb since I was the ninety nine draft, yeah. ninety eight draft, whatever it was. Um, from what I've gathered listening to Sports Talk Radio, there was a big crowd that went up to the draft that year and absolutely booed the crap out of the <laughs> Eagles for yeah, selecting McNabb. I have heard that. Everybody wanted Ricky Williams, which I think McNabb, looking back, was the much better pick. Led them to a Super Bowl appearance. Unfortunately, did not beat the New England Patriots that year, but all in all, had a lot of great success with McNabb there.
0: Yeah, and you didn't have to clear out the the whole freaking ward chest like the Saints did to bring in Ricky Williams, so... Dicka gave up every draft pick they had that year to draft him. I, bl- I believe.
1: Yeah, running back, which
0: first overall.
1: No, that was. I think Tim Couch was first overall. Oh yeah, and then it was Donovan, and then Ricky Williams went. I want to say fifth overall that year to the Saints.
0: Yeah, they traded a ton to get him. Uh, let's see. Yeah, uh, Ricky Williams was. Wow, well, yeah, fifth overall. That's a, uh, that's pretty, pretty interesting that you actually knew that. Yeah,
1: I feel like I only know that because I put out on Twitter the other day like what happened in that nine. It was ninety eight or ninety nine. It was 99. The 99 draft that Tim Couch went first overall to the Browns, and then the Eagles selected Donovan McNabb. That was one of the sports facts of the day I put out recently. Yep,
0: McNabb went second, Akili Smith three, Edrin James went fourth and actually went, up and went on to have – this a pretty good draft because after him you had Tory Holt, Champ Bailey, David Boston. I mean, that's a pretty solid top eight.
1: Yeah, Champ Bailey was, what, a shutdown corner for the Broncos for, what, 10 stud. plus years or yeah, so? Yeah, Champ Bailey was a stud throughout Tory his Holt career. Torrey Holt had a good career with the Rams. Tory Holt is... Uh, I don't remember where Dave in Boston Whoops, what, what, Was he receiver was was a receiver? Yeah,
0: he was a receiver. I mean, nothing too crazy, but, I mean, Torrey Holt was a, a great player. Uh, but, yeah, the Saints gave up their first, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks as well as their... 2000 uh your 2001st and third round picks to move up to the number five spot to take Ricky Williams
1: wow yeah not caring about draft picks and just unloading
0: yeah all of your picks what are you doing and they traded they were sitting at 12 at the time so I mean he probably wouldn't have made it to them but I mean that's a franchise altering trade that's just unreal and that didn't really work out for them no so Tom I didn't really before we started talking about this I don't never really knew the history of the NFL draft so I figure we should dive into that, give our listeners some uh, some backstory on how this all began and kind of go from there.
1: For sure, but just to go back to your question. Oh, yeah, Duh. The Eagles draft pick? Man, so I've alluded to this before on previous episodes. I've always been a bigger Phillies and Flyers fan than yeah. Eagles. I mean, so first-round picks that, that really stick out to me, I guess the most recent one would be Devontae Smith. The guy looks like yeah. he's going to be – a potential number one wide receiver gets to be the number two because of A.J. Brown. I mean, the other ones that come to mind are like Lane Johnson, Brandon Graham, but those aren't like flashy. Obviously not Jalen Rager. Not going to go there. That was probably the worst pick I have can remember.
0: Especially one one ahead of Justin Jefferson.
1: Yeah, and all the mock drafts that year were just talking Justin Jefferson to the Eagles makes so much sense. Justin right,
0: Jefferson. Cause it did.
1: It did because they needed a receiver. And then Howie Roseman got too smart and tried to take some burner from – tcu and that didn't work out <laughs> burner
0: yeah fletcher cox is another one
1: that's a yeah that yeah out of mississippi state for forgot about fletcher um yeah i mean i guess Devonte smith would that's be the one. most recent one that has me the most excited how about you with the bills
0: i mean i think it's pretty clear it's a pretty clean clear cut
1: yeah, i guess that was more of a rhetorical
0: question yeah than anything. five years ago i believe it was actually five years ago today the buffalo Bills drafted our lord and savior number 17 joshua patrick allen Hopefully he I'm pretty sure it's Patrick. I'm, I'm not actually sure if I got his middle name right.
1: Hopefully he brings Gosh, you a Super Bowl. Allen. Yes, sir.
0: That's crazy. I've never liked a Bills player more than I have enjoyed watching him. Anytime the ball's in his hands, I feel confident that something's going to happen. And I, you know, hopefully one day he brings it home for us. But yeah, that was a pretty easy one for me. Um, close seconds. I mean, I would definitely like Lee Evans was 2004. He was a wide receiver for us. He was a burner. He was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Stephon Gilmore for the time he was here was cool Tredavious White has been really good for us Uh, he was a first rounder we actually traded out of the 10th spot that year with uh, the Kansas City Chiefs they went on to draft this guy named Patrick and uh, he's been pretty decent for them but Tredavious White's been another one that I've been a big fan of Um, enjoy watching him do what he does
1: so now were you saying just first round picks or just draft picks I was just just saying first round picks so I would say Brian Westbrook was a great pick but he was third round out of villanova yeah so that wouldn't qualify for the first round pick
0: but well my favorite non-first rounder um for the bills in recent memory would definitely be our current outside linebacker matt milano he was a fifth round pick um and he's just become an absolute stud so much fun to watch um i i love love watching what he does on the field so yeah so all right well let's dive into the history of the nfl draft so yeah, we're going all the way back to the early 1930s. So there was a running back named Stan Koska. He had an excellent college career at the University of Minnesota, led the Minnesota Gophers to an undefeated season in 1934. At the time, there was, no, there was no draft. Every NFL team wanted to sign him, and he took advantage of the lack of the draft and held out for the highest possible offer. While he was a free agent, he ran for mayor of Inver Grove Heights, Minnesota. And although his political career did not take off, His nine month NFL holdout did succeed and he became the league's highest paid player signing a $5,000 contract with the Brooklyn Dodgers on August 25th of 1935. Yes, the Brooklyn Dodgers were a football team at one point.
1: Football, baseball, same thing, right? Yeah, it's all the same.
0: So as a response to the bidding war for Costco, the NFL actually decided to implement the NFL draft in 1936. So also back in late, in late 1934, Art Rooney, the owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, gave the right of usage of two players to the New York Giants because Rooney's team had no chance to participate in the postseason. After the owner of the Boston Redskins, George Preston Marshall, protested protested the transaction. The president of the NFL at the time, Joe F. Carr, disallowed the Giants' the ability to employ the players, So, at a league meeting in December of 34, the NFL actually introduced the waiver rule. So, waivers came into play before the draft did, which honestly I find pretty
1: surprising. Yeah, I'm shocked by that.
0: Yeah, this is to prevent this from happening. So, it makes a lot of sense. Any player released by a team during the season would be able to be claimed by other teams. The selection order to claim the players would be in inverse order to the team's standings at the time. Which is exactly what you see nowadays. So...
1: That's how it should be. Shouldn't just be yeah. able to release someone and go sign.
0: No, it makes it more equitable. Um, we see it obviously. It's in fantasy sports. It plays a big, um, a big role. So, um, throughout all this time, Bert Bell, owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, felt that his team's lack of competitive competitiveness on the field made it difficult for the Eagles to sell tickets and be profitable. Um, adding to these problems were players signed with teams that off were that players signed with teams that offered the most money, or if the money being equal, players chose to sign with the most prestigious teams at the time. Who had established a winning tradition, which the Eagles had not. As a result, the NFL was dominated by the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, the Giants, and the Redskins. Um, Burt Bell's inability to, to, to oh jeez Bell's inability to sign a desired prospect like Stan Koska, uh in 1935 eventually led Bell to believe that the only way for the NFL to have enduring success was for all teams to have an equal opportunity to sign eligible players. There was a league meeting on May 18th of 1935, and Bell proposed a draft to be instituted to enhance the possibility of parity on the field in order to ensure the financial viability of all teams in the league. His proposal was unanimously adopted that day, although the first draft would not occur until the next off season. So um, one thing that has changed over the years is that the rules for the selection of the players in the first draft were that first um, it was, they had a list of college seniors and it would be assembled by each franchise and submitted into a pool from this pool. Each franchise would select in inverse order from their, Uh, to their team's record in the previous year a player so that has not changed it's always been the worst worst is first that's how it should be yeah i agree with this election the franchise had the unilateral rights to negotiate a contract with that player or could trade that player to another team for a player or players if for any reason the franchise was unsuccessful in negotiating a contract with the player and was unable to trade the player the president of the nfl could attempt to arbitrate a settlement between the player and the franchise and if that they were un, unable to do so, then the player would be placed on the reserve list of the franchise and would be unavailable to play for any team in the league that year. So in 1935, in the NFL season, the Eagles finished in the last in last place at two
1: and nine, and thus had the very first first overall pick in NFL draft history. So that brings us to the first draft in 1936, and it's actually hosted at the Ritz Carlton Hotel in Philadelphia, February 8, 1936. So 90 names were written on a blackboard in the meeting room from which the teams would choose from. As no team had a scouting department, the list was created from either print media sources, visits to local colleges by team execs, or by recommendations to team executives. So the draft would last for nine rounds, and it had no media coverage. Total opposite of what we see today. And we'll I'm sure we'll touch on that here shortly, as the NFL draft is more as like, you mentioned the start of the new year, Christmas day for NFL fans and really gets the season going again. Oh yeah, for sure. So the first ever player selected was Jay Berwanger. Uh Bell prior to the draft was not successfully able to negotiate a contract with him. So Bell ended up trading him to the bears. George Halas owner of the bears was also unsuccessful in signing Berwanger, So Berwanger's decision to not play in the NFL was not unusual as only 24 of the 81 players selected chose to play in the NFL that year. The draft was recessed on the first day, recessed, and then it was continued and finished on the next day. So this draft saw the emergence of Wellington Marr as a savant as he had been subscribing to magazines and local and out-of-town papers to build up uh, you know, knowledge on college players across the country, which resulted in the Giants drafting of Tuffy Lehmans. Can't say I've ever heard of this guy, but apparently <laughs> he must have been good because Wellington drafted him. As a result of the institution of the draft, Tim Mara, owner of the Giants, reduced Ken Strong's salary from 3200 from 6000 a year from 1936 because Mara felt the draft would alter the salary structure of the NFL. Generally, the franchises exclusively in negotiating with draft picks produced the immediate effect of depending on the sources stopping the escalating salaries of new players or reducing their salaries altogether. Consequently, contemporary critics changed that it was anti-labor. So
0: in, uh, so Art Rooney, owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, chose Byron Whizzer White in the first round of the 1938 draft, despite White's known public declaration that he would not play professional football and would instead begin work on his Rhodes Scholarship. Byron Whizzer White actually went on, went on to be an Associate Justice of the Supreme Court of the United States from 1962 until 1993. White did, however, agree to play the 1938 season after Rooney publicly gave him a guaranteed contract of $15,000, double what any other player had ever made in the NFL. The size of the dollar amount brought condemnation from other owners because it altered the pay expectations of college draftees. So for the 1939 draft, Wellington Mara, for the first time, was put in charge of drafting players for the Giants. He submitted the list of players into the pool that the Giants, or other franchises, could choose players from. However, in the first round, he selected a player, Walt Nielsen, not on the list of players that the Giants or any other franchise had submitted. With a grin, Wellington said, I didn't think I said i put every name on that list. So <laughs> he would kind of stash him and uh, and held on to him for that one. So,
1: Yeah, Wellington seems ahead of his time. Yeah, G- <laughs> very, very smart. So in
0: 1939, Kenny Washington was to no small extent viewed as one of the greatest college football players of all time. After information was made available to at least one owner of a franchise that Washington was African-American, he was not drafted by any team for the 1940 NFL draft because this is racist-ass America. The draft would eventually be codified into the NFL Constitution, although no information is available on when that actually occurred. Uh, Bullet Bill Dudley was the first overall pick in the 1942 draft, and he would eventually become the first player picked first overall to enter the Pro Football Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, good for Bullet Bill. Bullet Bill Dudley. Now moving ahead, uh, we're getting to like where the scouting era of the draft begins. So Eddie Catal became the first player scout in 1946 when he was hired by Dan Reeves to scout for the LA Rams. So the NFL's competition with the AAFC in 1947 resulted in a temporary institution of a bonus pick. Under this system, the first overall selection was awarded as a bonus pick by a random draw while the last place team picked second and so on. So the team that won this draft lottery then forfeited its selection in the final round. Final round of the draft. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that deal. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll take a bonus pick every sure. day. Sure. And I just have to give up my last one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not even going to think twice. So the winner was then also eliminated from the draw in future years. By 1958, all 12 clubs in the league, at the time, had received a bonus choice, and this system was then abolished. Competitive parity did not, however. Quickly arrive in the NFL as perennial losers, such as the Eagles and Chicago Cardinals, they um, their place in the standings did not improve until 1947. In the 13th round, George Taliaferro became the first African American selected when he was chosen in the 1949 NFL Draft. He, however, chose to sign with an AAFC team. While a tripl- triplet was chosen in the 19th. Round and he would be the first african-american to be selected in the draft and make an nfl team so after the draft and prior to the start of the season paul tank younger was signed by the la rams as a free agent and became the first nfl player from a historically black college eddie robinson younger's coach at grambling university promptly and unequivocally impressed him that uh, impressed him enough for the future of the recruitment and drafting of his colleagues at other black colleges that lay in the balance based on his success with the Rams. Kind of a
0: fun fact that Eddie Robinson, you mentioned, I knew his name sounded familiar. He was the head coach at Grambling for 52, 56 years. That's a great run well, 41 for to 42. And again, from 45 to 97. Uh, so after the, so later on uh, the 1960 NFL draft actually marked a turning point in the draft history because of the pending arrival of the AFL, the competing league at the time. As it became a high stakes competitive affair, um, this led up to um, next big thing. That next big thing that's still relevant now is in nineteen seventy six. Relevant—that's a good pun because former NFL wide receiver Paul Salata first coined the there, moniker "Mister Irrelevant" to refer to the last overall player selected in the draft. So, nineteen seventy six showed the birth of the title of Mister Irrelevant.
1: So, heading to nineteen eighty, Chet Simmons, president of the year old ESPN. Wow, that's crazy. ESPN was formed in 1979. Didn't know that one. Uh, He asked Pete Rizal if the fledgling network could broadcast coverage of the draft live on ESPN. Although Rizal did not believe it would be entertaining television, he did agree. In 1988, the NFL moved the draft from weekdays to the weekend, and ESPN ratings of the coverage improved dramatically. Fast forward to 2006, ESPN received competition when the NFL Network, which had launched in October 2003, began to produce its own draft coverage. ESPN actually pays the NFL a rights fee for the non-exclusive rights to the draft coverage, a fee that is included in its overall contract to televise games. And that was from 1987, 2005 when they did Sunday night football and from 2006 to present where they now host Monday night football. So in 2010, the NFL moved to a three day draft with the first day encompassing the first round being at eight o'clock Eastern standard time on Thursday. The second day encompassing both the second and third rounds beginning at seven o'clock and then the third day leads up with the final four round four rounds beginning at 11 o'clock on saturday morning yeah that basically
0: is the draft as we know it um in its current format players do need to be out, have been out of high school for at least three years uh to be eligible for the draft the rules do not state that a player must attend college but virtually all of the players selected in the draft have played college football typically in the u.s but every so often and you'll see them from canadian universities a few players are occasionally selected from other football leagues like the afl the cfl and the german football league that doesn't
1: happen very often but um i don't remember the last time somebody was selected from the german football league there was a
0: wide receiver at one point moritz something earlier moritz i don't remember his last name but i know they tried to bring him in they're also having a small number of players drafted from colleges who played sports other than football uh jimmy graham I believe was drafted. I know Antonio Antonio Gates was not. Um, Tony Gonzalez was a f- basketball player. I was I well. Tony Gonzalez? Tights, was the name that stuck to me. Uh, so rules. I
1: mean, Donovan McNabb's another one. He, granted, played he basketball, played football, football, but he also played basketball yes, at Syracuse. Um, so rules state that only rules
0: only state that a player must be three years removed from high school graduation, regardless of what the prospective draftee did during that time. A year as a redshirt player in college counts towards eligibility, even though the player was not allowed to participate in games during that year. Therefore, players who have compete, completed their shirt sophomore year can't enter the NFL draft. So technically, Tom, you and I are eligible for the NFL draft. I know what
1: I'm doing next year. Going uh, to the combine. Putting
0: put my name in. But yeah, it's just a history of the NFL draft um, and what it has become today. Uh, it's hosted has it's been hosted in a number of cities over the years, uh, New York City being the biggest one it's been hosted in new york city 57 times
1: i will say recently philadelphia a couple years ago
0: philadelphia hosted it in 2017 well it was hosted specifically in new york city from 1965 to 2014 okay so it really wasn't until 2014 that they decided that they put it out there for other cities to host um obviously the philly draft was really cool um nashville hosted one vegas hosted last year kansas city's got this year dallas and cleveland have both had it chicago had it a couple years um it's going to be in detroit in 2024 i mean so it's it's been all over the place and it's definitely a um i mean it's a staple of of the sport i
1: it's a spectacle event at this point they really do it up like used to be just one day now they're drawing out over the course of three days they they really milk the i fact that people yeah love the nfl and get major ratings out of it and i'm sure espn is paying them a pretty penny to I don't have the love exclusive the, rights
0: yeah i don't love the third the 3 days of it but honestly i pay attention to maybe the first two or three rounds i don't know i pay next to no attention to college football aside from who may or may not be on the board when the bills draft um so you know we i love we can definitely dive into um The current topics or the current prospects, but I'm not going to lie. I don't know who a lot of these guys are. I don't even care about the quarterbacks because we don't need one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) The the consensus number one pick seems to be Bryce Young out of Alabama. Carolina traded up with the Chicago Bears. I don't know what, a couple months ago at this point now. Yeah. And they gave them a pretty solid package. I don't blame the Bears for trading out of that spot. You have Justin Fields who looks like he's going to be a pretty good player. You keep building I think they did the right thing. You keep building around your quarterback, kind of like what the Eagles have done with Jalen Hurts. You you had your offensive line set. You saw he didn't have the best weapons for him, you know, in the offense. So you bring in AJ Brown, Devontae Smith then becomes a great number two. Yeah. Dallas Goddard. A lot of talk about who the Eagles are going to take at 10 this year. (laughs) They let go of Miles Sanders. He did not return as a free agent running back. So it seems like to me a lot of talk is around B. John Robinson. Not of a lot. Texas. All of it.
0: All of it. All of the talk around here is B. John Robinson at 10.
1: Yeah. Bijan or bust.
0: Yeah. Honestly, as a. Just a rule of thumb in, the, in football, like that's super early to be taking a running back. We've seen how it's backfired on teams over the years and. But, like, he just seems like he might be too good to pass up. I watched some of his highlights, and he's a pretty interesting character. Because he's not just a running back. He's a true multi-tool. Yeah, very good out of the backfield. and can catch the ball. Yeah, you can run him out of the slot, things like that. So, very interesting. I'm actually kind of surprised, though, that we haven't seen anything more official come out of the uh, Carolina camp. Because I feel like oftentimes they kind of make that pick known. A bit ahead of time. I mean, not obviously, not to be more than a day out, but.
1: Yeah, usually, I mean, maybe we'll get something after we record here. And next thing you know, it'll be like Anthony Richardson jumps up and is the first pick. But all the mock drafts these days, they have um, Bryce Bryce Young listed as the first overall pick going to the Carolina Panthers.
0: Yeah, and I think that, I mean, like I said, don't
1: know a ton about football, uh, college football,
0: but it seems like this quarterback class, there's some, they're all pretty close, at least the top guys
1: it doesn't seem like anyone's really separated themselves and it seems like it could be a lot of like very good quarterbacks or just like nothing. And you, they're out of the league within a couple years. Yeah. You know, I don't know.
0: I think like to me, like looking at the, looking at the tape and stuff like CJ Stroud makes a lot like is kind of more of your pro- prototypical quarterback in terms of size, pocket presence, stuff like that. Bryce though. And I just, I, there's definitely at least for me, uh, a bit of a, Bias against Alabama quarterbacks—they oftentimes have not panned out in the league. I mean, that's changing a bit over the past few years with Tua looking pretty decent. Yeah, Jalen played there too. Yeah, but he didn't have his best. He, I yeah. wouldn't really. Con- I know he played there. I wouldn't consider him a Bama QB. Yeah, I guess more Oklahoma. Than Mac Jones. Um, yeah, before that it was like what AJ McCarron. McCarron was like
1: the, the big one out of there. Uh, who what was his name? Murphy was that the was that his last name? He's now like a I don't know. analyst for college football. I'm um, uh, Greg. Uh, McElroy, maybe? Oh, yes. Greg McElroy. Yeah, there yeah. We go. I was getting there.
0: Yeah, so exactly. That tells you how much the, they've panned out over the years, but um, yeah, Bijan is, is interesting, and I think the the one argument that I've heard Eagles fans make that I agree with is the fact that they the t- they never expected to have the 10th pick this year, and they were in the Super Bowl last year, and the fact that it, it, it's a luxury pick at this point. For sure. You weren't expecting to have it. You might as well spend it on someone like that that could really just add a whole different element to this offense. Yeah,
1: kind of splurge a little bit, do something that the Eagles are not known for doing. They always take guys who are... In the trenches. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen. Last year, they took Jordan Davis. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, Lane Johnson was a top pick for them. I think he was third overall.
0: I mean, Fletcher Cox, Derek Barnett. Brandon, uh, Brandon Brandon Graham.
1: I mean, they definitely have that track record of building up front by taking... Offensive, defensive lineman. But the yeah. past couple of years, they've taken wide receivers. They've taken Devontae, Devontae Smith and John Rager. Yep. I mean, they, I believe Jeremy Macklin was a first-round pick back when they took him. So the precedent is there for a receiver. But I can't imagine they're going to go receiver here after taking receiver the past couple of it years. It also
0: doesn't really seem like there is a receiver worth taking that high. from Because that's an area that they, that people have been talking about with the Bills is a receiver to be a compliment to, um, to Stefan Diggs. And Gabe Davis, um, so I, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. But it's, it, I don't think the Eagles don't need Bijan Robinson. They led the league in rushing yards without him.
1: And, right, it's uh, all about the offensive line. They have a yeah. very good offensive line. They brought in Rashad Penny, who, if he can stay healthy, he had some really good games towards the end of last year for them. Big if, but he never stays healthy. I think I heard earlier today he's played over the last fifty games, so it's like the last four season, I think. Or three seasons, whatever the number is. He's only played in like eighteen of the past fifty games that he's been eligible to play in. That's not good. So no. He looked
0: really good at the end of last year, though. And only I had him on my my fantasy team to kind of cut down the stretch. And I remember him putting up some big numbers. But yes, I think a B. John Robinson could make a lot of sense. I w- honestly I wouldn't mind seeing him in um in Buffalo. But honestly, the uh, the other name I keep hearing from the running back perspective is Jameer Gibbs. Is that the one out of UCLA? He's from Bama.
1: Oh, that's right, Bama.
0: So that's an area where I feel like Alabama tends to produce pretty decently. Is their running backs,
1: Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry. I mean,
0: those two are a pretty good start to that list. Um, I know there's some other ones. on the, T.J. Yeldon was a Bama back. I know that, and
1: I know he hasn't been like, great in the league. But Trent Richardson, he went like third overall, but he never amounted to much.
0: Yeah, never truly panned out too much. But like at the same time, he was pretty solid.
1: And then you got Najee Harris. Yeah, there in you Pittsburgh go. That's, right yeah, now,
0: Najee. Yeah. Um, one guy I would love to see possibly drop to Buffalo in the mid to late 20s is
1: uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba out of Ohio State. So I'm looking at a mock draft here on The Athletic. They have him going 12th overall. Yeah, that's that's the thing with all this is it,
0: you never really know. It's all over the place. I really don't want to see the Bills swing at another offensive line or defensive end, which they've been drafting the past few years. I don't know, man. I'm at the point where, like, I was really enamored with the Bills front office with the jo- picking Josh and how he's turned out and some of that stuff. But like, a lot of their picks, they pick good players. They're not picking difference makers, and that's been a bit of a struggle so far. Like, there's some really cool, there's really good pieces out there. Like Ed Oliver was one that I was really excited about, who's not really panned out the way that we all hoped. Still young, still has potential. Um, but there's been a lot of. Interesting picks. AJ Epinesa, Boogie Basham, uh, Greg Russo has a lot of potential. A like 6'7", long, lanky, outside rusher. But I don't know, man. It's just it's such a crapshoot. That's the thing with any of these drafts is there's, uh, there's no such thing as a sure thing. Yeah, well, that's not maybe entirely true. There's been some sure things over the years. Like Andrew Luck was exactly as, as people expected of him.
1: He came as advertised.
0: Yeah. But...
1: I don't know. It'll be interesting to
0: see what happens. I don't really have a ton of opinions on players. I uh I just know that I love watching it because you never know what's gonna happen. Like in that draft where the Bills got Josh Allen, I don't think anyone expected Baker Mayfield to go number one. I remember watching that and I wanted he was the guy I wanted in Buffalo. Oh really? Yeah. Was I just I liked his swagger and I liked what he brought to the to the table and obviously like I'm very happy with the way things panned out. My brother wanted Josh Rosen oof yeah he was all i remember how pissed off him or her texting me all pissed off but we drafted the wrong josh and like i don't hold it against him because there was a lot of people that felt that way too need the soundboard (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah right
0: um but yeah with darnold and josh and baker it was four
1: quarterbacks in the top 10 right
0: yeah yeah it was baker at one darnold at three or two or three to the jets then Josh at seven, and then Josh Rosen at ten.
1: you went to the Cardinals. And
0: then Lamar. I mean, the second best quarterback in that draft went thirty second overall to the Ravens, Lamar Jackson out of Louisville. Don't see that every day. Yeah, right. So, you know, it just kind of sh- goes to show the, what kind of a crapshoot it is. I mean, the greatest quarterback in NFL history was a six round pick. Six round pick, and uh, there's been a lot of great undrafted players. A lot of guys drafted really late. Um, I mean, it's just, it's so hard to, you never really know who to expect. I mean, like who, who will actually pan out? I mean, you look back though, at some of these drafts, they used to have 20 plus rounds like John Madden, the Madden himself was a, was drafted in the 21st round back in 1958. (laughs) Um, Bart Starr, the famous Packers quarterback was a 17th round pick. Deacon Jones, one of the best defensive ends in NFL history, drafted in the 14th round.
1: That's like baseball. They used to have 40 round drafts until recently. Until COVID, yeah. Down.
0: I mean, Roger Staubach was a 10th round pick. Johnny Unitas was a ninth round pick, and he was drafted by the Steelers, who then went to trade him. um But then, getting into more like recent years, hopefully, maybe I don't know. I'm just looking through this list here. I mean, Harold Carmichael, Eagles legend, was a seventh round pick. Shannon Sharp was a seventh round pick. These are all Hall of Famers, by the way, that I keep listing off.
1: Right, and that's what we're accustomed to now is just seven rounds.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what you see now. Night Train Lane was a six-round pick. Um, I'm trying to think. Of, see some. Warren Moon was a six-round pick. John Randall was on. Wasn't John Randall undrafted? These are all undrafted. Yeah, okay. I was going to say. I said that, that does not
1: sound familiar to me, John Randall. Warren Moon, definitely.
0: You don't know John Randall? I don't know. John Randall was a defensive tackle for the Minnesota Vikings that was regarded as one of the nastiest players like just physically nasty players in the league one of those guys he went on to have i believe he's the all-time leader in sacks for defensive tackles i believe um john randall i i remember him from the old madden games but yeah he is considered one of the greatest undrafted players of all time
1: 137
0: and a half sacks as a defensive tackle good for him yeah yeah so he uh He was known for being super eccentric. Um, Really interesting character. But, yeah, very excited to see where this draft is going to go.
1: What I would like to see the Eagles do, because they don't have picks in the fourth, fifth, or sixth round this year, I would like to honestly see them. If Bijan's still there at 10, you can probably trade back, especially if the quarterbacks start to, like, slide a little bit. Yeah. I would like to see them trade back, get another first-round pick for next year to, like, 15 or 16 area. So like, picking at 15, obviously the Jets, they're not going to do that. Patriots are not going to Yeah, gonna they got up for Brees quarterback. Hall. So, I mean, who do the Steelers have at quarterback again? They don't have a... Kenny Pickett. Pickett, yeah. I mean, I guess they're going to roll with him. He was a first-round
0: pick last year. So, yeah, I can't imagine them making a move there. Maybe Tampa trades up from 19. Yeah. I mean, he, a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they got Baker for this year, which obviously is not saying a whole
1: lot. Yeah, he can just be a fill-in for the year, let somebody develop and then start the rookie next year. S- apparently, like
0: they're kind of high on Kyle Trask, but like if that's the case, then I don't think you need. An- he had a couple years under Tom Brady. I don't think having him sit up sit behind Baker Mayfield is going to do him any much better. So,
1: I mean, maybe with the Ravens and the Lamar Jackson situation totally up in the air, maybe they're like, "Well, see you, Lamar, we're just going to trade up and draft our new quarterback." Yeah. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins only has maybe a couple years left. Of, yeah, I could see that play.
0: Kirk Cousins is holding that team back, honestly. So, I know that the I know that the Patriots just drafted Mac Jones, but like they don't seem thrilled with him. I yeah, you can't see be them. super high
1: on him either. He hasn't. I think they need to make a good. stab.
0: They, I see them taking a stab at somebody like an Anthony
1: Richardson, or will leave it Levis if he falls there. Um. Yeah, but those top four quarterbacks this mock draft I'm looking at from the Athletic has Levis. Being the last one to go off the board and yeah. 11 to the Titans.
0: Yeah, I, that's I, – so I don't know. I'm no pro, I'm no professional, so whatever happens, happens. Like, looking at the – well, obviously the later end of the draft, for the most part are teams that are pretty well had their QB situation sorted out, starting with the Chargers and, and Herbert. Obviously the Ravens and Jet, Lamar are miles apart on a contract extension. Kirk Cousins, as much as he's a bum, in my opinion, is s- still pretty well ingrained in Minnesota. Jacksonville's got Trevor Lawrence. The Giants just paid Danny Dimes. Dak Prescott sucks, but the Cowboys love him.
1: Yeah, he's not going anywhere.
0: No, the Buffalo Bills have their man for the rest of his career. Hopefully, Um, Bengals with Burrow. The Saints. um,
1: That's a team in transition. Major need a lot of help.
0: Major transition. They weren't as bad as you would think. I mean, as they would with their lack of talent, but
1: well, they still have good offensive weapons. Kamara out of the back feels yeah. good. They drafted Olave last year, and then true, it was what James Winston a bit, Andy Dalton, yeah, James and Andy. Taysom Hill is a versatile player. Yeah. Get some stuff done. I think he's overrated. You're not handing him the keys to the quarterback. No, letting so. him be there. So that's a team that can need a quarterback.
0: It's going to be very interesting. I, I think. I mean, I could honestly even. I know the Seahawks just paid Geno Smith, which honestly was stupid. But you're sitting at number five. You're in a position to draft a, a guy and give him a shot.
1: It would make sense because then you can let Juno play for a year, maybe two, and let this guy develop, especially. Yeah. I mean Richardson, thing, Richardson. Like has the most upside of the draft with like all the physical tools he has. Sewell, I feel like that would be a perfect landing spot. You get a good coach too and Pete Carroll. That would be I think that's a good spot for him, but yeah. this draft here has Richardson going four to the Colts.
0: Yeah, I you know, I think yeah, I think you'll see a quarterback go one two, four, probably five. I don't know if the lions would take one. Um, I, I, I couldn't see them not doing it. I mean, why stick with Jared Goff if You don't have to, but
1: he looked good. I mean, he was a former number one overall pick. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe do just kind of do what the 49ers did in a sense and like not have a top quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, but go the Jimmy G route and just like really build up the entire team around him. This is actually, I've had a lot of success with yeah. that formula.
0: i am actually looking at this draft order for the first time, just talking to you right now, and I think that there, there are some QB needy teams out here. Like the Falcons could really use somebody. The Raiders, Jimmy G, has got to be a stopgap out there. Um, and then, obviously, the Lions. I wouldn't call them quarterback needy, but how long do you want to trust Jared Goff? We kind of know what he is at this point in his career. The Seahawks, Geno probably a flash in the pan i would i personally would think i mean he's he had 10 years to show that
1: yeah it came out of nowhere yeah so it for one more year great but like you're still going to be in that like purgatory state of the nfl where you're not good enough to get a top pick but you're not good enough to make the playoffs either
0: yeah and like they i mean and they they paid him i don't remember exactly what i was like three years 105 exactly yeah three years worth 105 million I feel like there's got to be some voidable years on that. They also paid Drew Locke for, uh, for $4 million for this year to um,
1: for this year to well, be the backup. It's not all guaranteed money. They didn't go that route no with him, did they? No, I don't think so. So, I mean, it's probably front-loaded where he gets a majority of the money in the first year or two, and then he becomes cuttable.
0: Yeah. Uh, are you talking about Gino? Correct. Yeah. And he's actually – see right here there's an article. They asked him, and he said he's open to them drafting a quarterback. He said, I'll compete with anybody. But you know how many crappy quarterbacks did he have the chance to compete with in his time in with both New York teams? Then he couldn't do it. I don't expect that to happen now.
1: Yeah, I remember the Jets. He always competed. Was that with like Mark Sanchez? It would
0: have been Mark Sanchez, who was like a fourth fourth round pick, whereas Gino was, was, a, was a second. second pick, right? Yeah, I think. I mean, I might be wrong about Mark, but I thought he was a later pick. He was a first round pick. <laughs> okay. So was so, he like 15th overall? Sanchez was fifth overall fifth. in
1: 2009. I know he had a five in there, not the well, right. I number, thought though. he
0: was a later pick than that. Well, this, look at okay, look at this draft class. It's not very good. Uh, there's some good players in it, but like Macklin was a the the Eagles' first pick that year. The Bills was Eric Wood, who unfortunately like he probably would still be playing if he didn't suffer a neck injury. He was a really good center for us, but he's a he wouldn't be playing. So he's 37, but he would have played longer than he did. Clay Matthews went that year. Percy Percy Harvin, Alex Mack. Um. Oh, the Bills got Aaron Aaron Maybin that year. What a freaking bum! What a bum! Uh, <laughs> I was like, I don't recognize that name. Hey, you said this was 09. He was Penn State, like uh, defensive end, linebacker from Penn State. He was a bum. Yeah, Sanchez went fifth overall, which shows you a lot about that year because he was a bum too.
1: Right. I guess that goes, like you're saying, goes to show what type of draft that was in 09. and that's the worst when you're that bad of a friend, like you have that bad of a season. Yeah, and you have a top pick, and it's like those are your options. Yeah, and then but then you look further down
0: the draft, like the Eagles got shady at, with the fifty third pick, and uh, so got caught him in the second round, and that's a great draft, Jeremy Macklin, and Sean McCoy. Yeah, not a bad, not a bad combo at all. But then you keep going down, and you, you get guys like Mike Wallace, the Steelers in the third round, and uh, it's a
1: shame he kept having like those like bizarre like ankle injuries, and yeah. that took away from
0: his career. Well, because he was all built off of speed, and you know it's kind of hard to be fast when you're breaking leg, ankles, left right. yeah, leg injuries constantly but yeah i i don't know i'm i'm interested to see what happens and i know when, when we meet up next time and talk about what did happen uh, i'm sure we'll there'll be some surprises there'll be some excitement some sadness i don't know like you can run the whole gamut of emotions with the draft
1: well through the buffalo bills pick at you from this mock draft from the athletic they have them taking josh downs a wide receiver out of unc I have
0: no idea who that is. Uh, I yeah. didn't either.
1: But Zay Flowers was off the board, and that's the one name you hear is like the potential second best receiver. Yeah, and uh, then Jordan Addison. I said I've seen Addison added- USC. I've seen Addison mock to them a few times, and
0: uh, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, uh, I'd be fine with a receiver. I don't think it hurts to add another, um, another player to the mix, like another re- weapon to the mix. So uh, from
1: what I'm reading here, he's a uh, could fill in right away to be like a slot
0: receiver which is cool to me because they definitely need that. They don't really have that at the moment. Actually, it looks like the uh, best player drafted in that 9 draft was a pick that the uh, Eagles traded to New Orleans, who then traded it to the Indianapolis Colts, drafted a punter by the name of Pat McAfee. Ew, hey, what a stud. Actually, um, about 10 picks later, it was when the Patriots uh, swung, took a swing and hit with Julian Edelman. Seventh round, 232nd overall pick.
1: Where did he play again? Uh, Akron. That awesome. sounds right. I was thinking Kent State. Ken, it was, was Kent State. Kent State, yeah. Okay. I, I was just, thinking Chris Hogan for a second, but I think he was Penn State Chris lacrosse Hogan player, Chris Hogan was right? a Penn
0: State lacrosse player, yes, sir. Yep, but uh, Ryan Suckup, the kicker, was Mr. Irrelevant that year. Yeah, well, he's still, still kicking. Around. He was taking one pick after Daniel Thomas Gronkowski. I'm getting, is that somehow related to yeah, Rob? He's, he's his brother. Okay. Yeah, Dan uh,
1: did he play at Arizona too? He played at Maryland.
0: I believe he was the he's one of the older brothers. I don't know. He's one of the older ones. Their grandfather, Ignatius, was an American professional cyclist. The beauty of Wikipedia. You never know what you're gonna come across, but Yeah, so much thank shout out <laughs> to the internet.
1: He gives us all this great information so we can research it and relate it to all of our listeners and then relate it
0: to all of you that decide to tune in and listen to two knuckleheads talk about stuff that they don't really know.
1: Hey, we get it done though. We're 45 <laughs> minutes in.
0: <laughs> just kidding. We know most, mostly know what we're talking about. I just, I will always acknowledge that I'm not really a college football fan. I pay attention to it slightly for draft purposes. And honestly, even this year I've had a lot, we've, I've had a lot going on in my, my personal life that uh, has kept me from focusing as much on sp- the sports sporting world that uh than i used to it's amazing what happens if you don't have any job job or responsibilities or stuff as like a 16 year old i knew everyone and everything that was going on in every sport
1: i know right but that's what social media is for allows us to stay up to date with things so speaking of social media make sure you follow us at going back pod we'll get this episode out for you guys to check out before the draft starts
0: yep you should catch us uh if you're listening to this the the draft has either not commenced or it's the morning of or it's happened. Let us know what happens. Well, tell us what you think after you, after you see the draft. If the Eagles took B. John, do you like it? Do you not? If the Bills make some wild move. Let's talk about it. Whoever your team might be, we're here to have a good time. Talk B. John or bust, baby, let's go. B. John or bus if, uh, if you're an Eagles fan. So, awesome, guys. Like Tom said, follow us at Going Back Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, we will catch you next week for another new episode.
1: That's a wrap. Peace. Peace you <laughs>